Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you decided to do... This is, I, I mean, I'm, I think the worst thing about this movie is just how long the title is, but we're going to get through it. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Yes. Based and off of the song. <laughs> I didn't know it was a song. Yeah. John Denver? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm sure it wasn't a John Denver song. Uh, Warren Zevon. Zevon? Yeah, man. This has a all-star cast, man. Yeah. Anthony Garcia, Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd, William, William Forsyth. Bill Nunn, like it goes on, or uh, Steve Buscemi, you can't leave him out. No, and then never. Uh, her debut film, Vicky Valancourt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, Iruza Balk. I can't ever say her fucking name, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. Uh, The one that played his, his uh, love interest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not his love interest. The Oh, the Vicky Valancourt. Yeah. That's her, right? I'm talking about the drug addict girl. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That's Vicky Valancourt from Waterboy. Oh, is that her name? How am I supposed to fucking remember it's that? It's easier shit? to say that. You than could have just said Waterboy. Oh my bad. I figured you knew who Vicky Valancourt. was. I don't was. know her name like that. Oh my god, dude. But yes. everybody knows Vicky Valancourt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I love that fucking movie. This is great. Um, Vicky Valancourt, what you doing here? So, before we get into this. Uh, this movie did not do so well. We'll get into the box office just so I can. Yeah, I I figured the the budget. I I just see it now, but I would have guessed way higher, right? Just because of the cast, you know. So we just did Death to Smoochie, mm-hmm. the Cable Guy, both fifty million dollars budgets. Yeah, this seven eight million. Yeah, man, a lot of these guys. They I'm guessing they did it for cost, just they, because uh, right they wanted to do it. I was know? I was super surprised when I saw that. But yeah, you can see gross worldwide, 529000 That's tough. Didn't even hit a million. It's such a good movie, though. I just don't understand it. Like, And like in critics, 95, like... Critics hated this movie. It, they drug this movie through the fucking mud. Did they? So because of that, nobody went and saw it. Right. Um, But when it hit, you know, video, huge cult following. That's I what say. I was going to say. Am there, I the cult following on this There one? is a huge cult following for this movie. And right off rip, I liked this movie. I, was I say, did not love this movie. I really, um, I really thought like my my dad's the one that showed me this movie, and I thought me, him, and like four other people were like the only people that knew about. Well, you this know, movie. Mick, he he's a uh, huge into these kind of movies, so he's uh, another big fan too because he's mentioned this for me to watch this one. Right. So I was gonna say that because I like this movie. But I am going to talk about some things that I don't like about it. So don't fucking come after me with pitchforks. No, but I mean, it's it's not a perfect movie, but I love it as a gangster movie. More so not you, more so the fan base of this movie, because people that are cult followers of movies like this, they get fucking mad when you say some things about their favorite movie that you don't like. Right. So I just wanted to say I did like this movie, but I have some problems with it. All right. So what do you want to get into first? You want to talk about what I liked about this movie? Or? All right. First of all, this movie has to go down in history as the greatest fucking movie with nicknames ever. Like, I feel like part of the collector. I need to step up my game. You got Jimmy the Saint. You got Pieces. You got Easy Wind. Critical Bill. Franchise, baby. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the man with the plan, dude? Yeah. So many. Uh, he even calls the guy, even the guy that runs the fucking shake shop. They call it Maltz. Yep. That's a fucking cool ass nickname, man. Like everybody has a dope ass nickname in this right. movie. And 
I, I, I had to get that out there first and foremost, because uh, like I think I'm going to bring back the different nickname at the beginning of the episodes, like I used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be part of the collector, aka, or you know, Greg, aka. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to go back into that because this movie's <laughs> given me a lot of inspiration on that. That is, since you're talking about the one thing I did really like about this movie, the uh, this is the writer's debut movie mm. that got picked up and made. Great characters. Yeah. He can write a fucking character. He really can. He knows how to write characters. The first 30 minutes of this movie are just fucking mwah, like we're setting everybody up. Man, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. You get to introduce to the crew. Agreed. I love that shit. Um, well, Andy Garcia's character is Jimmy the Saint, and he's a old older mobster uh, from Flatbush. Jimmy the Saint from Flatbush. <laughs> but he got out of the game, and now he's trying to he's run out, a legitimate business. Yeah, he's out in Denver just kind of doing his own thing. And now it's kind of like I would think this would be like a mainstream idea. But back then it was kind of taboo, I'm sure. But he would let people that were dying, he would offer them services that they could record videos to their later uh, you know, grandkids, kids, you know, generations so they would always have their wisdom. You know, it's a good idea. I think well, well I think, I think people should do it. I think it's like the internet now because you have social media. You can go back and like look at people's um life, basically. Right. But I just meant like as far as like a, you thought I was talking about like a personal greeting right. for everyone. Well no, not even that. Just like if uh you know, if you wanted to hear about your grandfather's life story or your great grandfather's life story, say they died when you were young. And you don't really remember them well. Mm-hmm. If they, if you had a video that just was them, you know, explaining who they were, you know, yeah, in the their own times, words, I guess you could say. You know, like yeah. I think that would be awesome. Like if I got because when my when my grandfather died, my daughter's like three. Yeah. So I mean, she she doesn't really remember him like that. Yeah, same. My grandfather, my dad's dad, died before I was born, or like right after I was born, and I don't know him very well but it would have been nice to have something like that to kind of watch and be like oh that's who i came from and that's what i'm saying my grandfather was had a great life and a very uh went on a lot of adventures and did a lot of crazy things like i think my kids would have loved that if i mm-hmm. could have got that done you know yeah you know, obviously that would take some time and you know you'd have to record it all and everything but yeah it, I, th- I think it was a good idea. Yeah, it's a really good idea. So that's what he's doing. But uh, it's not a very big business because, like I said, is at the time. Well, yeah, people were doing it. Right. And he's kind of going under anyway. That's why where this whole movie comes in is someone buy, buys the notes to his business. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the man with the plan. New Orleans, Sal. Mm-hmm. They bought out the note from New Orleans, Sal. So one thing that I did really appreciate about this movie is the slang. The lingo. Oh, yeah. Um, he took it from bikers and Vietnam vets mm. and some other thing, I think, and then kind of meshed it. Oh, he made up his own slang and kind of like made a melding pot of slang. So say there's a lot of prison terms in this movie because mm-hmm. uh, all these guys have done like for real time, you know? Yep. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there is the old man kind of like narrating yeah, I like the story. You know, as, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool because I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And he's telling you, but at the same time, I was thinking about brick. Brick kind of has its own lingo, yeah. and I it, it doesn't really have anyone explaining to you. You kind of have to put the pieces together yourself. Probably why brick sucked. No, brick is amazing. Watch your fucking mouth. And I think I would have liked it a little bit more if I didn't have him explaining all the 
if I kind of like tried to figure it out myself. I mean, I liked it because, like I said, it it uh, the way he would bring characters in, like they called him Critical Bill because everybody that fucked with him ended up in Critical. See, I didn't mind those, worse. but he like breaks down the lingo too, like buckwheats. Yeah, he's like buckwheat just means. Well, I would like that though. Like, I would have never had out. I've never put that. Together. Yeah, but he could have showed it. Like, you could have shown it. What it still meant. doesn't really even explain it. Like, why buckwheat? I got all the little rascals. Why buckwheat? Yeah, you know what I mean. When they first said it, I was like buckwheat. I'm like, is it just the lowest? The um, I don't know. I don't That's know where I was going with that. I don't know, but like, yeah, little shit like that. But anyway, so he gets summoned. Mm-hmm. To see the boss, who is Christopher Walken, and they call him the man with the plan. And he's a quadriplegic. He's a quadriplegic, oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> he's paralyzed from the neck down. Mm-hmm. And blows into a little tube to get around on his little wheelchair. He's got he got shot, and that's the thing. Uh he didn't die, so he's still the boss. And it's kind of crazy. Like I never really though the where they place this movie is weird because you never would think of Denver having a mob boss. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and like, I don't, I'm not, I've never seen a picture of what Denver looks like nowadays, but I'm imagining like downtown Denver and shit is just like a bunch of fucking skyscrapers and everything like most major cities. But like in this movie, it looks like there's four skyscrapers and then the rest of the uh, rest of Denver is just like a ski resort, right, right. like a small town type deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those towns you think about when you're thinking about mob. Right. But Christopher Walken fucking kills this part. Dude. Like, this is one of my favorite Walken roles. He, I, well, I'll get to it later, but there was a moment in this movie where I had to pause the movie and walk away because I could not stop laughing. And I was screaming it throughout the house. He's great, dude. He's amazing in this movie. His fucking one-liners, dude. All of it, dude. <clears throat> so anyways. Um, Andy Garcia, like, real quick. Mm. How do you like Andy Garcia? I'm not a huge fan of Andy Garcia. And I feel like he made this, like, he played the exact same role that he did in Godfather 3. And Ocean's Eleven. Because <laughs> uh, I, anytime I think of Andy Garcia, I think of Ocean's Eleven. Right. I love him in that movie. Like, he it's such a, sm- I don't want to say small part, but it's such a good part. <laughs> I like him in uh, Smoking Aces, too. Oh, yeah? I, I, he plays, I remember him in that. Plays, like, the head FBI agent. Mm. He's good in that one. I don't want to take anything from away from him because I think he was really good in this movie. I think he really, really did the part justice. But you know who I kept thinking about is uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, he I could looks see, like I a could young, see he looks Al, like a young Pacino. Yeah, I could see Al Pacino in this role, especially with the blow, the blowing up scenes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I felt like he he did a lot of this like uh, Vincent Vincent Capone or uh, Vincent Corleone in this. Yeah. A lot of his mannerisms. I love the thing he does with his hands. Like that's just so smooth. Like he's like they're dirty, but he doesn't want them to be dirty. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just a very cool mannerism he right. had to that character. That's I the really thing like. is he he does play such a cool guy in movies, right? And uh, well, I think the funniest thing about him, and it's not just this, but like most of his movies, like if he's trying to play like an Italian, mm-hmm. you can never really tell he's Spanish until he yells. And then he's fighting the fuck out of like letting letting you hear that that uh that Spanish like um yeah accent yeah 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 what I'm saying like tell me again <laughs> and I'm like I'm like I don't think he wanted to say it like that like, <laughs> like tell me again instead it's like tell me again you know yeah uh, 
I noticed it a couple of the times when he starts yelling. Mm. But he does it in Godfather 3, too. I didn't notice it, but uh, maybe if you pointed it out, I probably would notice it. But yeah, he uh, he does a good job of of steering the ship in this movie. He's mm-hmm. a good main he's a good main protagonist. I like. I him. agree. Um, but anyways, Christopher Walken calls for him, and uh, they go to his mansion, and it's like this ridiculously fucking big mansion, you know. And they got all these bodyguards and shit, and it's because somebody tried to take him out, you know, back in the day, and it didn't work. Like I said, they mm-hmm. shot him, they but they didn't kill him. Right. So now the even um franchise mentions it later on in the movies like be ever since he got shot he's got more security than it he's be easier to kill the fucking president like yeah cuz that's like how uh how many people this man's got mm-hmm. So he fucking he starts off in the shadows all fucking and- Well we didn't talk about the beginning of the movie though the opening oh, yeah. scene is there is this guy on the outside of a chain link fence looking at these little girls and then just fucking hops the fence yeah. to go get uh itty bitty titty. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking grabs that this little a- girl and then gets tackled by like three teachers and shit. Mm-hmm. Gets arrested and whatnot. So he's slow, right? Yes. Okay, because there's some scenes where you're like, not sure. He seems like he knows. He knows enough that he knows he's he knows what he's doing. But like, yes, he is like a little slow. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because, but that was a really weird scene. I'm like, okay, I guess this is how we're starting the movie. Fucking yeah, I forgot that that was the like fucking right out the gates. Oh yeah, it's like credits and then fucking itty bitty grab. Um, but yeah, so Christopher Walken pretty much rolls down the ramp to his mansion mm-hmm. and he's like what do you want from me and uh he said you might have heard about my fucking retarded stupid fucking son uh you know hops the fence and starts grabbing on a little girl you know well, that's what you like say that. he's right trying to get itty bitty titty he goes it's a fucking nightmare he's like i had to spend a lot of money you know to get that shit fucking swept under the rug he goes he had a girl. You remember uh, so-and-so. I forgot her name. Well, right? He keeps talking about his wife. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you remember my wife? And he goes, she was a lovely woman. You know, a very sweet woman. And uh, he's like, I'm glad she never had to see me like this. You know, because I'm guessing she died before he got uh, before he got shot. Right. He goes, my son was normal back then. You know, he goes, he had this girl. They dated all through high school, all through college. Seven years. Seven years they dated. She goes, she was really good for him. He goes, I like that. He goes, I want her to get back with my son. So maybe I could salvage what little bit of my fucking legacy I have left. Yeah. So he wants him to go and rough up her fiance. Mm -hmm. So he will leave town, leave her alone so she can somehow want to get back with. I forget the name of the guy, but he was also in four brothers. He played the bad guy cop. Like he plays an asshole in everything. He looks like an asshole. Right. (laughs) And I was just remembering like, man, this guy, even back in 95 was still getting cast. It's like, (laughs) Hey, we need an asshole. Like, no, somebody that really makes you want to fucking hit him. Whenever, uh, like I know I'm jumping ahead, but whenever he gets stabbed, I was like, I probably would have stabbed him too. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Well, they um, were all dumb as fuck. For yeah, they were idiots. Okay, so first problem I have with the movie. I think the setup is really weak. <laughs> weak? Weak. Yeah, this like, go rough up this guy so this girl would want to be with his son. Well, I don't that's know. What I just, he, that's the motivation. What told him. Yeah. That's what we told him. He's like, it's not a piece of work. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's just some action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which and I think that that's why he gave it to 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 Jimmy the same because Jimmy always came through. I'm not saying he kept his words. I think that's why he thought it, that it would work. I'm like, talking about the movie. Right. I'm talking about the writing of the movie. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm, I'm explaining why I think that that's why he went with that plan instead of just having him killed. Oh, okay. Because if he'd have fucking killed him, then she would have got scared and never came back. She wasn't supposed to be with him. It was supposed to be him going back to Denver to ask her parents to marry him. No, I him. understand all that. I'm just saying when you're in the middle of writing a movie and you're like, how can I get this written because it's about the whole movie the reason he wanted to write it is because his dad died from cancer but he was thinking about how his dad was going through life while he knew he was going to die and that's kind of jimmy the saint he's going through life knowing he's going to die that's the whole like basis of the movie right. so he needs to get him to this point where uh he's being hunted and he knows he's going to die but getting to that point i think this setup is kind of weak i think they could have done something different other than just roughing up a guy I mean, yeah yeah it probably could have been done cooler yeah. i would say but i mean i don't I think it does its job and you then, don't mind it i mean like i said it's i think it was just a weird plot device is all I was it's saying. one of those things in a movie it's like when i watch casino mm-hmm. and it's like all you had to do was not get with this gold digging whore <laughs> and you'd still be running shit right right and it's just like it bothers me because I know what happens. I know why they do it, you know, because we're human beings and we do dumb shit. Like, right. So I get that. But it's it. I get what you also say by it's frustrating because mm. it's like so many different points in this movie where I'm just like, y'all could get away. Like you could <laughs> you could not let this happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what I get out of it more mm-hmm. than anything. It's not it's not that I, I'm mad that that's what they used. It's just like it makes it almost it pisses you off because you're just like, oh, this is stupid. Like you didn't have, yeah, to, you, are, you didn't have to go like this. Right. I kept thinking about the things that happened and I was like, God, like, why did you let it get this far? Like it did frustrate me. I kept thinking back on it. I was like, it could have went, went by. You just had to rough a dude up. Right. Not that that's difficult. What I'm saying. And I think that that's the, that's the point of it. That's why yeah. it was done like that because it's supposed to be like, you know, it was so simple. Like how did y'all, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. So, Christopher Walken, uh, the man with the plan, asked Jimmy. He says, hey, like I said, it's not a piece of work. I don't need you to clip him. Mm-hmm. This bitch is going to get scared. She ain't going to come back. Yeah, he's like, I need a crew. He's like, why do you need a crew? He's like, eh, just more people, easier job kind of thing. He's like, well, I'm going to give you $50,000. You can split it however you want to. Yes, you, you can want... give them nothing or you can give them charity. So he said, you want to give these mutts some scratch? He goes, that's why they call you the saint. Yeah. But he's like, I don't got a shit to do with it. <laughs> And uh, so this is where he rounds up his crew, which I really like the yes, this part. It's really cool how the way how they set that up. Mm-hmm. Um, they meet Christopher Lloyd's character, which is he's probably the one that hurts your heart the most. You know oh, 100 percent. He uh, is the heart of this movie. Well, he's the him one and, him and franchise. I feel like you think franchise because of the kids, I guess. Yeah. But he could have fucking got away. Franchise. Had I mean, every he mo- probably would have had a better chance if he didn't have a family. Kids and wife slow you down, bro. <laughs> And, like, that was his biggest No, he thing. was, like, waiting around. Like, he could have... Well, we'll get to it later, because... But yeah. he could have fucking got away. Like, but he I, was uh, I he think was he would have the hardest out of all of them. I don't know. Well, you see what happened to him. But, yes, Christopher Lloyd, whenever that one, I was like, that's the one that was the heart of this movie for me. So, his name is Holden, but they call him, they call him Pieces mm-hmm. because he has leprosy. Yeah. And I guess in the 90s, they still hadn't figured out leprosy like that. So I guess not. 
<laughs> so he so franchise at first he goes to franchise who's married has kids they've all done time 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 like together and stuff but this one was hard for me because he's like uh he's like i got a good thing going i got a business i got free rent i got a family like <laughs> it's just showing you how he has his shit together he's out of the fucking mob life mm. and you're just gonna drag him back in for a little job and i think that's what I think that's what killed Jimmy the yeah. most. That that scene where his wife's looking at him when she's getting into the car. It's mm-hmm. just like, holy fuck, man. She's like, why are you doing this to my family? You just ruined this guy's fucking life yeah. again. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so he's like, first thing Franchise says is like, what's up, pieces? He's like, what kind of a fucking name is that? He goes, my name is fucking Holden. He's like, the other day I lost a fucking toe. <laughs> it just fucking fell off. Right. I go to this new fucking and I love how they call doctors croakers because mm-hmm. like they're already dead. So like it doesn't even matter. Like, right. He's just like, yeah, fucking croaker tells me it's a circulatory problem. <laughs> circulatory fucking problem. Yeah, because he has like missing fingers and stuff. Yeah. And like a couple of them that he still got are fucked up. Like they're about to fall off. I know because they do the thing. Do you know where that comes from? Yeah. yeah from the prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when you're saying hello and goodbye, you put your hand to the glass and it's your bonding. Which I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. I liked it. Like, it made their handshake just dope as shit, too, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't even say anything. It would just be like, they'd be like, all right, bro, I'll talk to you. Well, and that's what Pieces did. He's like, really? Really? Because he holds his hand up and Franchise does not want to do it. But he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. Because he knows he's he's a brother, but like, he just, because like, they didn't know. Like, it was mm-hmm. like AIDS and shit, which they really throw around a lot, like how much like AIDS knowledge was not known yeah. like, the way they thought it. Cause, uh, when, when, when the man of the play brings Jimmy out there, he's like, Hey, you got a, Hey, you got a business giving all the, uh, giving all the fags and dying people a way to, you know, piss on their legacy or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's like, you hang out with the disease, with the, with the disease people. He just keeps like, yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, they hammer in the gay thing a lot, lot of, a lot of homophobic. It's almost a homophobic film, <laughs> as much as they tear down the gays. And the yeah, in the first in a couple scenes for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, it just kind of lets you like into like what kind of motherfucker the man with the plan is in this movie. Oh, he's like, a piece of shit. Yeah, just because yeah, yeah. he's fucking in a wheelchair, he's like so fucking ruthless. Yeah, you ridiculous. don't care about this motherfucker at all. He has no redeeming qualities, which is fine with me. Right. He's that's why he makes that's why I said he's like one of the best movie villains ever. Yeah. Um so anyways, they they get Christopher Lloyd rubbed and he's like, look, you know, I got ten grand for you, you get you a good doctor. He's like, good. He's like, maybe I can get me a new croaker and they figure something out before my dick falls off. Right. And then that's when he has the awkward goodbye with, you know. <laughs> franchise. With Franchise. And then they go to Easy Wind. Another. Well, he's the last one. They go to Bill. They go to Bill next. Oh, do they go to Bill next? And this crazy motherfucker, dude, is beating the shit out of a fucking corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got hung he, in the basement. Because he's a mortician. Right. So. <laughs> So he uses the dead bodies as, as a fucking, fucking heavy bag. bag, dude. I mean, it makes sense. I was like, it's kind of fucked up, but it makes sense. He's like, he don't mind too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's in there. You can hear shit breaking as he's fucking wailing on this. He's body. like, I knew this guy when he was alive. He kind of <laughs> deserves it. He wouldn't have mind much. Yeah. He goes, well, what about the owner? He don't mind much. <laughs> I. What's up, Bill? You still fucking crazy? <laughs> Oh man, I changed all that. I think Critical Bill is probably my favorite character in this movie. I love Critical Bill. He's such a dumb fuck. He is a dumb fuck, but he is a fucking time bomb. 
He's out of his mind. I love those out of your mind characters. He's like, he's like, we don't need, we don't need critical bill. He's like, we just need bill on this job. He's like, it's not that fucking serious. Um, and he's like, all right, man, I'm in, I'm in. I need, I need the action, you know? So, uh, then they're all meeting together at the Oh, at the, at that's the mall when shop. Easy Win comes yeah, Easy in. Because I know like, him and Easy Win got into it. And he was like, Who's the uh who's the last member? He's like, There he is right there, you know. And uh, that's when you see Bill Nunn, mm-hmm. who's a big dude. He plays Easy Win, you know, and then he sees critical Bill and they just start fucking going at it. Just cause he ate a little bit of shit in jail, like Blood, he was fucking dudes, like left and right. Like <laughs> raping dudes left and right. Like you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I mean, whatever, you know. But so apparently, you judge me if I eat a little bit of shit. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I got a kiss here, nothing, so it's not terrible. But like, I'm just like, yeah, you did. We're that. not sharing straws. You did that, dude. Did that? <laughs> Can I hit that? No, no, you can't. Not. You dirty. Bitch. You got to bring your own pipe. Fucking yeah. No, that's yours. Didn't really even have a taste. <laughs> I don't want to skip around too much, but yeah. Uh, I know, I know. But there's so many like great parts of this movie that I can't just glide by. So, uh, But I also love that there's a fucking kid's birthday party going on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Them. Yeah. And these guys are throwing around fucking Somewhat necessary. Dookie Boy and fucking all this shit. Just talking about him being a fucking uh, fecal matter freak. Mm-hmm. And this and fecal freak. Fecal freak. And he's like, you're a fucking liar. Give it a name. I, they said that a lot, and I liked it a lot. I don't know why. So they jumped on each other again and shit. Uh, yeah, it just shows they're... They all known each other for a long time. Right. But the thing is, is uh, they go right to the job. Yeah. Like, they get set up and everything for the job. Me, I, I would have liked to have a scene of them having a bonding moment. Like, remembering the good times, showing you why they're so close and why they came on so easy with uh, Jimmy the Saint. Right. I think that scene's kind of missing because I feel well, like they went along with this a little too easy for my taste. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you don't if you don't get to the job, the real the real part of the movie, the real I guess it has to happen after. So, well, there's like, a, there's scenes in this movie that I would probably cut out, and it's the romance scenes. I was just about to say, man, I felt like that I would have taken not them needed. out. Like the thing with the hooker was good enough. Yeah, 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 you know exactly. I mean? Like it made him like care about it you know a little bit right Um, i think that was enough so if you take out like the love scenes with the girls with the girl and you added a little bit more kind of like oceans 11 like more setup i know they didn't yeah a little more setup with the guys it's not a heist movie though it kind of is though it's not there's i mean it's not i mean it's not a heist movie but it's that like uh, camaraderie like crime there's a bunch of guys getting together and right i don't know kind of like uh I feel like it does a better job, like Heat? showing it throughout. Heat was a good one. Maybe not at the beginning, but by yeah. the time you get to the end of it, you do feel for some of the characters when. Well, it's not go even down. that. Like in Heat, dude. I mean, other than Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro, none of those mm-hmm. fucking guys. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't right. show them all that bonded shit. Not until he fucking founds him drunk on his floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you get introduced to Diane Lane's character and all right. that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, but yeah, like I said, there is this love scene with uh, Jimmy the Saint where he meets this girl and falls. I hate her name. You want to talk about things we hate? I hate oh, her fucking 100%, name. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Is it Dragney? Yeah, Dragney. Dragney. And he kept Not saying. Daphne. Dragney. 
Yeah, he kept saying, he's like, it's a beautiful name. I'm like, no, it's not. Dude, it's stop, a, I know you want to get laid, but like, don't don't lie and tell this chick she has If a I feel name. like I have a mouthful of marbles to say your name, it's not a good name. Um, sounds like I'm fucked up and I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's the right way. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a <clears throat> red flag. So he meets up with this girl and he like falls in love with her and he's giving her the giving her the game and she's falling for it. And it, like the movie will take a moment to dip back into this relationship. Mm. And like you said, I just don't feel like it's needed. And I had a rewrite of this movie and I was like, if you're going to put this love scene, this like romance in the movie, I think it should have been an ex lover, like somebody that he used to do these jobs with that was really close with him. And she might've been part of the crew but that doesn't really work later on the movie, but no, I like it. I like it. I don't mind it like this because it shows, it shows that it really is just terrible fucking timing. And that's mm-hmm. what all about life is. Cause he even talks about it. It's like timing's everything because like, I think he wanted to change. He wanted to be the, the person that he had set out to be, mm-hmm. but he knew that he was never going to be able to protect her. You know what I mean? I guess my so, thing is I didn't believe their chemistry. I know? get that. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't see that. I just didn't than, feel it. I'm just like, I don't believe you guys really give a shit about each other. Like I said, I don't think it would have hurt the movie if you don't have it in yeah, there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Taking this out would have been. It just gives more motivation. Yeah, it's trying to give to the Andy Garcia's character. Yeah, and it's trying to give the the movie more weight. But I think just him trying to get his boys safe would have been enough. I think so too to make you care. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know. And then like I said, the little bit because he cares about the the hooker. You know. Like trying to get her off the street and stuff. You could like, literally probably re-edit this movie, take out all the romance scenes and the ones that have to do with it, and you wouldn't notice. Probably flow better. It'd probably flow better because you're not dipping down into it. Because like this movie's a little over two hours, yeah. and you take those fifteen out. Right. I think it's. I think it would flow better. Yeah. I think so too. But anyway, so they go on this job, and fucking critical Bill is like, I want to be a cop. Want to be a cop? Yeah, because that's the gig. They got a guy that's a spotter, which is easy wind. He's mm-hmm. sitting in a car, watching the whole thing go down, make sure everything's straight, make sure ain't nobody coming at them from a wrangle they don't see or whatever. And uh, you got the two cops, and then uh, <laughs> and then you had Andy Garcia and Franchise in a trailer. Yeah, waiting for them to bring them. Because they were going to give this guy like the old Cecilia warning, like, hey, man, if you don't fuck off. You're going to end up in a fucking ditch. I don't think it would have worked on him. The way he was acting with those two cops. Yeah, but see, that's that's how he was doing it. But see, once you kidnap him, then all that shit goes out the window. Yeah. Because now these guys really don't give a fuck. Like, they're going to kill me. Right. So then when you have the calm, cool, collected motherfucker like Andy Garcia just explain the situation to you. Hey, man, I get it. You're scared. You want to go home. I want you to go home. And you can go home as long as you do this. Mm -hmm. But if you deviate from it any fucking way, like. Yeah. You're not gonna make it home, but unfortunately, they don't make that far. Well, because, uh, like you said, he tries. He's trying to give second chances, and that's where I think that's where Bill got him. He goes, "Well, you're the only one that could change, Jimmy." Like I'm not. He's like, "I'm fucking 41 years old, and people still call me Critical Bill," and that's because he's fucking crazy as shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's because you're out of your mind. You yeah. still are. Um, but yeah. So he says, "Fuck it." He goes, "You let Holden do all the talking." Yeah, you don't say a fucking word. And and all right, you can do it. So, I mean, he looks the part. He looks like an asshole cop. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, in theory, I get maybe why he let it happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Holden's the smooth motherfucker. Like, he's the one that does the talking. So, they're trying to, like, intimidate this fucking dude and get him out of the van 
so they can fucking grab him. I love what he says, though. He uh, he doesn't believe them as cops. He's like, uh, I don't like the way your suits fit. <laughs> I, I mean, him. it's true, though. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm from L.A. He goes, people go impersonate cops all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, he's like, it's raining. He's like, wouldn't you have you know, raincoat, raincoat or, and, and protectors on your hats? He's like, or do you not still have time to steal them? Yeah. And uh, he's like, look. Yeah, it's still Christopher Lloyd's hanging tough, you know what I mean? He's like, look, man, just get out of the fucking car. What's funny is I was like, just yank his ass out. And then Bill just reaches in and grabs his ass. I was like, there you go. That's how you do it. But even then, he still doesn't believe they're cops. Or he fucked up when he fucking slammed him against the van. Yeah. They just cuffed him and put him in the fucking right. car. Right. Bill just like had to. He had to go lose his shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, you got him. You got he was, was going to listen. And this is where old boy is a fucking idiot, bro. Like, you see the look in this fucking guy's eyes. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to fucking kill you. Yeah. So you just keep feeding him fucking shit. Like, yeah. fucking pussy. Yeah. Fucking cocksucker. Some shit like that. He's a cracker or something. Oh, that's what he calls him. A cracker fucking, Jack. Anyways, he calls him a fucking some stupid fucking cracker or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Shit kicking crackers, I think, is what it is, but... And he takes this, he's got a fucking butcher, like a, like a, like a army knife or whatever, you know what I mean? To his neck. And he's like, look, Christopher Lloyd's like, just calm the fuck down. And he won't. So he pulls a fucking gun on him and he's like, you pulled a fucking gun on me. And he's like, yeah, bitch, I am. Cause you're fucking insane. So by that time, easy wins fucking driving with. It looked like he was 50 feet away, but for some reason he was driving three miles away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the uh, same thing. I was like, how are you not there yet? He's flooring it, but he's still not getting there. <laughs> uh, and so... So he drops the knife on the ground, and then he says that last cracker thing, and then he like pulls one of those... Yeah, one of those tiny little blades, dude. And just starts working his neck. Stabs him in the fucking jugular with that bitch about five times. I was like, oh shit, you guys fucked up. And then the fucking girl pops out of the van, and he... Yeah! And then Christopher Lloyd just fucking pops her. That surprised me. That was a shock. I was like, I legit, like, out loud, I was like, oh, shit. When I was watching this movie with my dad once, he told me, he said, they would have been all right. They'd have just killed him. Yep. He goes, but when they fucking got her. That's when they fucked up. That's when it was over with. Yes. And uh, sure enough, uh, fucking Easy Land calls it over the radio. I'm looking at fucking bodies. They're fucking kids. They're fucking dead. So they take them. And they take him to a funeral home, which is crazy because this is like a thing. Hey, was that a thing? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Okay, so you know how I've been on this like comedy trend. Uh, uh, I, there were moments in this movie. I was like, this is kind of a comedy. Like there are some funny moments in this. There movie. is some funny shit when they try to pick up that casket, the the yeah. the pallbearers, and then they almost drop it because it's so heavy. I was like, that was kind of funny because there's three fucking bodies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Did they yeah. really uh, yeah, back in the day like bottom out caskets? Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's for like one person. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was, I mean, yeah, it, but it was for somebody that like couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't let their body be found. Yeah, you know, like uh, a civilian, somebody that wasn't supposed to get killed that did, or somebody's relative. That's super. That's actually really smart. Well, that's why that's they, why they're real successful criminals, and I'm. Well, that's why they you know. check now. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, when they make those caskets, they they check for false compartments and shit. Because the mafia in Italy, they'll bury you, right? But mm-hmm. they'll put an empty casket in there, and it'll have nothing but guns and shit. Because, like, the way they do them over there, it's all mausoleums. Mm-hmm. You, like, walk in, and it's, it's like a room and everything. You just pray and stuff. Well, these dudes were going in there, opening up the fucking graves and pulling out all these guns and going to do God knows what. Shut. 
And what are you going to do if they find him? Can't arrest a dead person. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, they bury these poor people in a, in a, in a false bottom. And then, like you said, you get the you get the thing, and then uh, he goes to the man with the plan, and he's like, "Look, you know, this is my fault. This is on me." He's like, "You know, punish me. Don't do it to my guys." And he's like, "Jimmy, he's like, we got history. He's like, we're friends. It's like I'm gonna give you 48 hours to get the fuck out of Denver." Yeah. He goes, "But your friends, all oh, they're Buck. buckwheats. Yeah. They're all buckwheats." And you're kind of left like, what the fuck? And you see the look on his face. That's probably the best acting he's ever done. Mm-hmm. When they tell him buckwheat's like, he just knows it's fucked. It's over, you know? And uh, that's when the old man's in the shake shop and he breaks down what a, what a buckwheat is. He goes, you don't die quick. I you found... die in the most terrible fucking way possible. So I realized there was a part, fun fact on one of our earlier episodes, is we were talking about like, painful deaths or whatever and you brought up you're like yeah if you get shot in the ass it's like one of the most painful deaths shot I was up your ass up your ass well yeah, yeah it's the same thing well no i'm saying you, you get shot in the ass i know a dude that got shot in his ass <laughs> he got an ass cheek okay shot not uh, shot up his ass i see what you're saying and that's what they're talking about and i was like that's a really weird thing to bring up but okay nick i'm glad you know that and then i was watching this movie and i was like fucking par fun facts you're gonna take this from the movie. Yeah, because it's a thing. It's a thing. A buckwheat. They take the gun and they shove it up your ass and shoot you. And it takes 20 minutes for the fucking bullet. So to this kill was you. a real thing. This really happened. Yeah. Where do you think they got the shit from? I don't know. I just, it's a movie. They could make shit up. I mean, doesn't that sound like a real thing, though? Like you would lay in the most agonizing pain of your fucking life waiting for this bullet to shred through your small intestines. And to hit one of your vital organs and fucking finally bleed you out yeah. and kill you. Apparently it takes like 15 to 20 minutes to... He left old boy at a fucking dumpster, dog, and he couldn't do anything but just fucking shake and convulse. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. If it's not true, I'm not finding out. Like, Yeah, I was watching... Uh, I was listening to one review. Like, he did a great review breaking down the movie. But he did have that one moment. He's like, yeah, so-and-so got shot in the gut. I'm like, no, they shot him up the ass. They literally said it earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's what a buckwheat is. Yeah. And that's what Andy Garcia doesn't want to happen to his friends. Right. So he starts trying to give them money to get the fuck out. Cause he's like, they make a joke about it at the beginning that he's got a boat fund, but he lives in fucking Denver. So like, oh. that's all the money he's got from his gangster days. I was going to say boat drinks. Cause it's a thing yeah, that, that they too. say throughout this movie. Uh, let's go get our boat drinks. Yep. And I thought it was kind of stupid. It sounds dumb. But then when, like, you realize what it means, like, right. oh, okay, it, like, makes more sense. Boat drinks. Right. Because, I mean, guys that were in prison for that long, like, you gotta have something to hold on to keep you going. Right. One day I'm gonna get my boat drink. You yeah. know? It's, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna we're gonna hang off the coast somewhere. We're gonna get our boat drinks. Yeah. So, um, he keeps trying to give all these guys this money so they can run and hide and go in under. And they're, mm-hmm. they're like, they're like, we all got buckwheats. And they're like, yeah, he's like, even you, Jimmy? And he's like, yeah, even me. And, uh... Well, he's not going to tell him, like... Right, he's no, like, he gave, no, me, he a gave me a pass. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, y'all are fucked. They're going to make him I know I brought you into this, like, you had nothing to do with it, but yeah, I got a pass. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Um, but the first one, Pieces, is the first person he tries to give money to. And this is the one that I was like, I get it. He has leprosy. He's going to die. That was a great scene, too, with Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd. Because he, like, wanted to show him that, like, this is as good as it was going to get. You know? Yeah, and it's kind of the the crux. His little speech is, like, mm-hmm. the crux of this movie. Um, about how you're about to die. And you shouldn't just be looking at a ceiling waiting to die. Well, it's you like should... he, he goes and puts the suit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, has, he always wants Andy to let him know that he's made peace with it. Like, he's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm dressed up how we used to. We did the things. He mm-hmm. says that. I love that line. He says, we did the things, Jimmy. Yeah. Because he tells him the story about his neighbor dying of cancer. No family, never been married, no kids, no nothing, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, he's like, I thought about him laying in his bed. Looking up at the ceiling. Just looking up at the ceiling, waiting to die. He goes, and he probably thought, I was like, and you know what I thought, Jimmy? He's like, did he care that he never did nothing with his life? Yeah. He goes, we did the things, Jimmy. He goes, I was in a Paris nightclub with a $2,000 a night hooker doing the moringa. You know, I, I, I've done this. And I've done the things. He goes, the only thing I maybe regret is I could have been a better dad. Or I could have been a better old man to my kids. He goes, right. but so let's say you go to the doctor and he says you have critical cancer and you have X amount of a very short time to live. What would be your thing? It's a very it's a very thing because as much as much as I would love to say fuck it and just go on my bucket list trip mm-hmm. and just like do all the crazy shit that I've wanted to do in my life. Yeah, I have kids, so it's like my responsibility as a man. Like, unfortunately, I would probably start figuring out a way to either mass produce drugs that I could sell a shit ton of like Walter White before <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Died, or I would be working on a bank heist because I, I gotta leave my kids something I you guess know what I'm like I don't want them to leave them with nothing. <laughs> you go full criminal <laughs> got to bro like I'm taking hits 5k a pop what's up I love it who do you hate who do you hate you could that you could be a hitman God, hit me up for hire. That's so smart. I didn't even think about caught, that bro, one. Fuck it. it doesn't matter. You're going to die anyway. Die in prison, bitch. What's that's up? a good one. I like that. I was just going to get blasted. Yeah, and that's what my first go-to would be, too. But like, like I said, like when you have a family, you know, it's... I know. But I his kids were older. You know, they were yeah, grown-ups. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he didn't have that same feeling of responsibility to yeah. them. He said, I felt bad about it, but, you know, that's done. I would, uh, like I said, I would just line up every drug. And then yeah. just keep taking them until yeah, I'd love to go out in a blaze of glory like that, bro. But just to experience everything and really like get to know myself. Yeah, unfortunately, man, it would it would eat me up. I probably wouldn't even get to enjoy it because I'd be worried about what was gonna happen to my kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Fortunately, I don't have that to worry about. So, but yeah, man, if not, I'd be right there with you, <laughs> lining them up, dude. But yeah, uh, so and then he know, goes to uh, he friend. tries to give him some money to get away, but he's like. I'm not running. I'm good, Jimmy. Which that's a noble one. That's the one that I get. I'm like, I completely side with. And I think that that that's why they didn't buckwheat him because he didn't run. He just took it. You think so? Because he says that he stands up because he hears something and he looks back and there's nothing. First of all, we can't skip over Mr. Shush's intro. (laughs) Another badass fucking nickname in this movie. I want to be called par Mr. Shush from now on. Like (laughs) Steve Buscemi. Fucking great role. He's got two lines in this whole fucking movie, and he kills it. Kills it. Literally. And uh, the old man, another great intro in his narration. That's why I said it. I mean, I, I get some parts of the narration maybe weren't necessary, but yeah. he fucking did a great there are, job. There are some time, like, certain things. 
I don't mind this narrative. When he's narrating the people and explaining who the people are, I don't mind him. When he's explaining the lingo, that's where I have the problem. And I think you should take that out and let the lingo kind of speak for itself. Right. But anyway, yeah, shush. He's like, he's the most feared killer on this side of the west of the Mississippi. Yeah. And he doesn't say two fucking words. He goes, you won't hear anything. You won't hear more than 15 words out of this guy. You know, hence the name Mr. Shush. And it shows him getting off the fucking train and he walks outside and these four dudes are just beating the shit out of this guy. And I guess he doesn't like that. So he fucking tells them to fuck off pretty much. And they fucking try to stab him with a, with a empty beer, with a broken beer bottle. And he fucking takes the dude's arm and shoves it into his fucking neck. Then the other one fucking takes a swing at him. He dodges that bitch like the matrix. Yeah. yeah. Fucking pulls out something and fucking kills that guy. And then just looks at, just looks at the other dude like, all right, man, picks up his briefcase and walks away. Like, <laughs> I did my civil duty for the day. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to go kill people for money. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I'm a contract killer with a heart of gold. So the first one he gets is pieces. And mm-hmm. like I said, because he didn't run. He shoots him in the heart. He shoots him through his chest. He goes, the only good news was is he was dead before he hit the floor. Which uh, I thought that was really cool where like, because he shoots him, he works at a porn theater. And as he falls into the projector, you hear the chick screaming, like, ar, ar, and then the film burns up. Oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. That was good editing, yeah. Um, So then uh, Franchise comes to see him, and he's like, look, man, he's like, they just kill pieces. He's like, I got to get my family. I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. This is the moment where I was like, you can get out. Just fucking go. But he doesn't. He hangs around. He goes, but he doesn't go far enough. Well, that's the thing. He could be... But that's what I'm saying. We He's get, still kind of in the vicinity of, he should be in fucking Mexico. He should be in right. the opposite side of wherever fucking Denver is. And, uh, well, like I said, he didn't go far enough because Jimmy finds him and he tries to give him some money to help him, like, go, go. Not yeah. just drive, bitch. Right. Get on a fucking plane and go. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, my wife says she won't, she won't let me take no more money from you. Like, she won't let me fuck with you anymore. Like, this is it, dog. Like. I love you, but thanks for fucking nothing. Pretty much is what I gather from it. Made me feel so bad. This is the one yeah. where I like really felt bad. And like this you had what, a good thing going, and I fucked your whole life up. Yeah, like, and then this is where Jimmy, like, where his character knows that he can't be redeemed now. Mm-hmm. And I think it 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 adds a lot more to the third act because you see the switch in his character. Yeah. Like, it's not anymore. Like, there's no more survival. And now it's like, fuck it. What's, it's all vengeance. What can I do yeah. to fuck this shit up as much as humanly possible? 100%, yeah. What can I make right and what can I take with me? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And uh, it introduces the uh, Vic Valancourt's character, like the, uh, you know, yeah, well, she's, earlier she's a young the, prostitute. And she's right. begging for money or whatever. Yeah, earlier in the movie, he gives her money and he's like, why did you do that? She's going to go buy drugs. I'm like, yeah, but she's not going to be asking you know, she's not giving blowjobs for money. Right. She's going to go take this and do what she needs to do. Um, he, he, like you said, I would rather take out the romance scene and really like flesh this one out because this one works better. Um, he's really looking after her. He's like, uh, almost like a big brother, I guess. He really cares about her. He, he knows that he knows what she is because like I said, he comes up in New, in New York and there's probably a lot of girls that were like this. Yeah. And, and he's just you taking know, a like, you can't stop them, but you can at least, Help them. Help them. Yeah. And that's that's what he's trying to do. Like right. He knows he's not a good guy for it, but it's better than the, uh, the alternative. Yeah, because I do like this scene. He finally sees her on the street, and she sees she's all roughed up. He's like, who, who the fuck did this to you? 
<laughs> she makes her take him to the fucking business and he's like a big big wig at this company he's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> so where are the accountants yeah and this he, lady's like i'm over there but i'm not supposed to tell you that i'm like Bitch, you did a terrible job like <laughs> then she calls security but yeah. yeah old boy goes in there and fucking chokes the shit out of him with his own tie mm-hmm. this guy likes to stick bottles in places that bottles don't fucking go and he's just beating the shit out of him all right and then those guys get up and that's where i said earlier he's like sit the fuck down sit the fuck down <laughs> Like, I was this like, is where I hear I see Al Pacino. These yeah, scenes yeah, like yeah. this, I was like, that's an Al Pacino fucking yeah. scene. He definitely picked up a couple things yes. from Godfather 3. 100%. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, Godfather 3 was what, 92, 93? Yeah, something yeah, like that. So, yeah, that was right after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he beats the shit out of that guy and then they, they, uh, they take him out or whatever. But the right, next they, scene is they're at the malt shop. Right. She's talking about being a masseuse, going back to school, being a masseuse and getting her shit together. Like the only thing in the world she wants is to have a baby. She wants she wants to get she's like, do you ever think about being a dad? And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'd be a fucking terrible dad. (laughs) She's like, well, I think about being a mom a lot. And he's like, really? You think about being a mom? Man, he's like, you know, you can't be doing all this crazy shit. And she's just like, I would I would change. I would change for my baby. And some people do. Some people get their shit together. There's uh there's stories I've heard from women that uh they hate that they're smokers, but as soon as they found out they were pregnant, they like gave up smoking. Right. I know it's like not comparable, but it is something. My wife wasn't a chain smoker, but she she'd smoke when we were like having a good time partying or whatever. Right. And you're right. As soon as she found out she was pregnant with my son, cut it off. Yep. Drop it like a bad habit. Not another puff. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she probably could have got her shit together if you know. Well, right. We find out later in the movie, but anyway. Right. So she uh she's like, hey, would you would you give me a kid? And he's like, he asked the, he asked Maltz, he's like, Maltz, you think I should give her the, you give her the seed? And he's like, you two having a baby would be the fucking Antichrist. Six, six, six and all. So how old is she supposed to be in this movie? Probably like 18, 19. I, I heard somebody say she's supposed to be 15. Well, uh, that's really fucking creepy. Well, that's what they were saying. They're like, I think, or they said she was supposed to be portrayed as like a 15 year old. That's why the last scene of the movie or one of the last scenes in the movie makes it more uncomfortable. Yeah. But I didn't really get those vibes. I no, really I, thought she was like, eight, I, like yeah. you said, 18, 19. I just thought she was a younger girl that mm-hmm. fallen into that right, life. Yeah. You know? um, so I don't know why they have to make it any more fucking creepier, bro. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Like, I think it's a we have the up, professional it, for that it, as much as it is. Yeah. It's like just a fucked up like, uh, like. I don't want to say it like to make it seem like we're glorifying. Well, it was kind of a thing back like then. The gangster way of going out, dog. Like he he knew that his time was up. So what's one more fuck you to the world? I'm gonna make my sure my son knows who I am, and 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 I'm gonna fucking have a baby with this fucking prostitute. Like yeah. why not? Knock her just, up, send her on her way. Yeah, like a taxi driver. Um, you had a little girl in there, and then like the professional I just mentioned, yeah. you had a little girl in there. It was just a thing, but I didn't get those vibes from. This no, one, no, no. I thought she was just a early twenties girl, but anyway. Right. Um. So yeah, he. Uh, but then he also uh, easy wind. He puts him under surveillance and he gets him, he, he gets these guys because these guys owe him money, and they're like this like uh, they're just a gang of like bad badass dudes, you know. And he's like, they fucking hate me, and he's like, yeah, but they owe me money, so like they're gonna take care of you. Like, don't worry about it. He goes, you'll be safe with these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you think maybe he they got he's got a shot because these dudes they got they got an army with them, you know. Right. But uh, a lot of little cameos in this little little part. I was like, holy shit, there's that. Holy boy, shit, Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> always dude, pop it up. Old boy from Speed. I can't remember his name, but he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, and fucking tiny. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Debo's in this movie yep. too. Um. So yeah, he's hiding out, and this is probably one of the coolest scenes with Mister Shush. Yeah, uh, it made me think of a true romance. He was just like, <laughs> I'm looking for Earl Dink- Denton's Denton. Yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, who are you now, you salty looking motherfucker? <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck out! And everything he says, Don Cheadle says it too. It's fucking hilarious. Fuck you, white boy. Yeah, fuck you, white boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you give me eleven seconds? Did you shut the fuck up for eleven seconds? So he's like, look, just give me Earl Denton and there'll be no problems. The dude takes off his glasses he's like, who the fuck are you talking to, man? And he fucking grabs him and he pulls the gun and he's like, just tell me where he's at. And nobody else has to get And they have to be an idiot and everyone pull out guns. Well, he even said, shoot this motherfucker, yeah. man. And all of his people, all it took was one dude to go for it. Mm-hmm. And my boy goes John Wick on their ass. Yes. Takes out the whole fucking crew. Yeah. Speaking of, I uh, I was thinking about John Wick a lot during this movie. I felt like this is John Wick like 1.0. The prequel. You know? The prequel, yeah. yeah. Kind of like where it's got its inspiration for its story from. So then finally he's like, tell me where Earl Denton is. And no, I think everyone's dead. And Earl's just no, Don Cheadle. There. Don Cheadle's alive. Oh, okay. But the other dude got shot when he was when everybody was shooting at him. Yeah. He kept using him as a shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had got shot like three or four times. And uh, then it cuts to a scene of him playing dice with two kids and fucking Easy Wins laying in that dumpster buckwheated dude. Fucking. Yeah, that was a sad scene because just laying in like what looks like shaking. the most terrible fucking pain you know to man. Yeah, and. uh yeah, it also it felt bad because like I don't know what Easy Win had going for him, but I feel like he kind of, you know, maybe had his shit together too, right? And maybe not a family and everything, but he looked like he was working because when he first comes in, he's wearing like uh like overall coveralls, like, yeah, like he's yeah, a mechanic yeah. or something, right? He's probably working a shit in job, but compared to being in fucking prison, is probably like salvation to him, exactly, and. That's what you get that like all of them had kind of not really gotten over their old lives, but they were at least happy with where they were yeah 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 but but i guess that's part of being a gangster is like just i'm know. only one good pep talk away from going back to the shit exactly yeah. and and i think that's the real power of jimmy the saint was like people just would they'd go through a wall for him mm-hmm. because jimmy's gonna take care of you it's gonna be all right you right know? so yeah they kill easy win and uh there's nobody left well, there's Bill, but... Uh, well, there's Critical Bill, and he's the only one he can't track down, but finally... He, he finally tracks him down, and I love that Critical Bill is living in this state of, like, disarray. Like, he has lost his mind. He is pissing in fucking... Jugs. Gallon jugs, and it... You can... By Jimmy the Saint's reaction, you can almost smell that apartment. Yeah. Like, he's been <laughs> shitting in buckets. Right. Yeah. It smells so bad. And, uh... He's like, you been getting any sleep, Bill? He's like, I've been up for four days. Keeps me sharp. <laughs> he's like, you want? Why don't we go out and get something to eat before I fucking throw up in here? Pretty much, yeah. he's like, what he's trying to get at. He's, he's like, like, I got shit here. I got beans. I got corn. All shit that's in cans because yeah, yeah, he yeah. planned on being there for a while. You <laughs> right. know? Like, I make some beef stew. You want some beef stew, Jimmy? Not like, at all. No, I'm fucking good. Yeah, he's like, 
He's like, man, I just want to apologize, man, for losing my shit out there the other night. But it is kind of your fault. This is where you fucking know this guy is straight clinical. Mm -hmm. But come on, man. It's kind of your fault putting me out there. (laughs) Fuck, everybody knows I'm off my fucking tits. Right, right. Says it just like that. Everybody knows I'm out of my tits. And that's when Jimmy was like, I don't care what happens to you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your little fucking high five, bro. I'm out, dude. Yeah. Puts the money away. Doesn't even think about the money anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh. This is another great scene with with uh with Bashimi. It's a it's the last scene, but it's it makes, fucking great. It makes sense. Like I'm it's got glad a very Fargo feel to it. Right, hundred percent. I I liked this scene because I'm glad it was Critical Bill because he's unpredictable. He's crazy. Mm. You don't know what he's gonna do. Mm. So it would make sense that he was the one that takes out uh Shush. Mr. Shush. Yeah, he makes it look like he's laying in bed mm-hmm. and when Shush stabs the fucking blanket. I love the theatrics. He pulls the blanket back and he, this motherfucker turns on spotlights <laughs> and he's fucking painted up he's, like he's in the fucking jungle. Scene. Right, right, right. <laughs> Double barrel shotgun to the fucking guts, dude. Yeah. I am Godzilla. And you, you are Japan. <laughs> but Mr. Shush with his dying breath. It's like, I'm going to get my kill. I was said, I'm getting mine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You coming to hell with me. <laughs> And I thought that was a great reaction. He just falls on top of him. And they just and die together. Steve just, you almost see the relief in his eyes. He's just like, all right, now I can die. Yeah. I got this fucker. So, yeah. It was a great scene. Great kill. Great. And it made sense. So yeah. then he, and, and then it cuts back to the old man. He's like, you, what, you think Kashish died? This shit was over? He goes, not even fucking close. Goes, okay. So here's another point. Uh, Mr. Shush calls in backup. Does he do it before? No, no, no. Not Shush. Man with the plan. Oh, it was man with the it's plan. His contracts. So he called in another. So when he found out Mr. Shush got died, killed. he called in somebody else. He called okay, in the good. three brothers. For some reason, I thought it was Mr. Shush that called him. Mm. Like as backup kind of thing. No, no, no. He goes, they, uh, he goes, then the man with the plan reached out to the Menendez brothers or Malundos or some shit yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. From, from Albuquerque. And it's like these three fucking Indian dudes in a fucking Ford F-150 <laughs> riding around with an artillery, Shotguns, with yes. artillery son. <laughs> And uh, it was very comic bookish. So was, so when Jimmy finds out that all of his people are dead now, mm-hmm. he uh, goes back to the man with the plan because uh, the man with the plan has a cop, a dirty cop, an Irish dude that was following around his love interest. And I really feel like this is the only reason they had to leave this bitch in the movie because it had to make him go back for the third time. Yeah. And this is when you get the best scene from walking. They probably could have cut the second one out because it's the same thing, really. Um. Because when he goes back to him the second time, he's like, look, you got to let Franchise go. He's like, he's got a wife. He's got fucking kids. Right, right, right. Please let him go. And he's like. Oh, I do love the sign. He's like, the, uh, he's like, I thought I had your word. He's like, I'm a criminal. <laughs> My word means fucking nothing. Right, right. Says it just like that. <laughs> but, um, but yes, this third scene is the moment where I had to pause the movie, get up laugh my ass off and scream it throughout the house yeah. i did not care that my wife was here because it was fucking hilarious yeah because it's like one of the most gangster most disrespectful fucking things you could ever say to somebody yes um but yeah anyway so like the second one he's just like please let him go and he's like all right he's like but you fucking follow him jimmy he goes you're fucking he goes you're you're you're, you're disrespecting me by still being here mm-hmm. he's like go and follow him well they fucking kill franchise uh, Shush gets him and uh, you see the wife crying and everything and just like Jimmy's like fucking over it now right 
So he goes back and he's pretty much just going back to like, he beats the shit out of the Irish guy, the cop. He's like, why the fuck are you following my girl around? And then she has nothing to do with this. And he's like, he's like, he's like, what's big and tattooed and fucking cut up like a piece of provolone. And then that's when he finds franchise dead. Right. Well, um, so he takes him back to the takes him, with the plan. Beats the fucking shit out of him and takes him back. And he's like, what'd you do to my Irishman? <laughs> like, what'd you do to him? And he's like, leave the fucking girl alone. He's like, like, Jim, I'll have the boys go out with a $3,000 rock, get eight hard pipe. <laughs> Pretty much it's with the Pulp Fiction, bro. Right. Eight fucking pipe head out crackheads. And they're going to fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> He goes, and I'm going to make you watch or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to see everything before I kill you. And he's like, uh, he's like, but I'll tell you what. He goes, if you leave, he goes, if you beg, he goes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't fucking begging. So they fucking put him on his knees and he's like, you're going to fucking beg, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not fucking begging. He's like, get him on his belly. So he's like, I ain't fucking doing it. So they start just beating the fucking shit out of him even more. And he's like, he's like, all right, Jimmy. He's like, I'll make you a deal. He goes, he goes, if you leave to now, he goes, if you leave town tonight, he goes, maybe I won't fucking kill her. Maybe I'll let you go. He goes, but if you take her with you and I find you, he goes, and that's when he says all the shit about the, 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 the crackheads and everything. He goes, right, right, and I'll right. do it all 10 minutes before I fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. So you have to die knowing it. He goes, but the worst part about it is Jimmy is you're never going to know. You're going to never know what I decided. If you take, unless you take her. So it's pretty much telling him like, you can either fucking leave or you can take her and fucking y'all both die. Right. So at that point, he's like pretty much telling him like, this is how it is. And he's like, fuck you, you know, you piece of shit. He's like, pull my fucking dead dick out. (laughs) He goes, suck my fucking dead dick and beg for your fucking life. (laughs) And the fucking Irish dude's like looking at him. He's like, no, seriously, pull my fucking dick out. Take my dick out. Take it out. I was dying laughing. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in a movie. It's like, bro, who threatens you, bro? Right, who threatens you? First of all, you're being threatened by a guy that can't fucking move. Yes. And then he tells you to pull his fucking dead dick out and suck it, bro. Like, that... That's fucking... That's golf clap right there, It is. It was so good. I loved it so much. And that's why walking is a fucking goat, goat, bro. Right there. (laughs) So they fucking beat the shit out of him, and he's going back to the malt shop. And this is pretty much where he decides, like, you know what? I know I can't save myself. I can't do anything. So he goes on straight vengeance. He, he fucks the he fucks the hooker, gives her the baby, <clears throat> gives her money, and tells her, this is your bus ticket. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Right. Then he pulls up, because there's a scene earlier in the movie where the mob boss's son, like, he's slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he trusts Jimmy, because Jimmy the saint, you know, he's a good guy or whatever. He doesn't understand all the shit that his dad is doing to him. And uh, shout out to this actor because he did a really good job at playing yeah. that like little mentally ill. So character. he tells him, he's like, hey, we should go bowling sometimes. And he goes, I go bowling all the time on uh, at this place and everything. So he shows up at this bowling alley and he's like, hey, you want to bowl again? And he, or he's, he's like, like, no, I'll take you home. He's like, no, I'm going to take you home. And he's like, well, my my dad's guys usually come get me. They're late. Like always. He goes, well, you know what? It's Jimmy. He's like, I, I get a ride from you. He's like, they'll teach him about being late. Mm-hmm. So he pulls off into this alleyway. And uh, you could tell he didn't really want to do it to the guy, but it was the only way he could hurt him. Okay, I have thoughts about this. So he stabs him to kill him to get vengeance on the man with the plan. I get that. 
But the beginning of the movie, he tries to rape this girl who's young. She's probably like a, a preteen. Very, very young girl. So it almost makes he only did that to make so you don't feel bad that he kills him. You know what I mean? Like, well, he was a child molester, so I don't give a fuck that you kill him. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it would have been more impactful if they wouldn't have had a scene like that in right. the movie. And you actually did feel bad that he killed this kid, you know, what I mean? or this guy rather. It's still it's still it's still kind of tugged at me. Yeah, that's as, what I'm saying. Not only yeah. as a kid, but as an adult. Yes, he was a fucking thing, but it's kind of like one of those things like, could he help it? Yeah, you know I guess you're I mean? not wrong. And he only did it because he knew that was the only way to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't think Jimmy took any pleasure in doing that. But it was like it was the only way he could get any kind of justice for his boys. Well, yeah. So he was just like, Fuck I mean, it. it's going to be done either way. I was just thinking go. about the whole like him being a child molester yeah, so makes think, it a little bit yeah. easier for the audience to digest. You oh, know yeah, what I for mean? sure. But yeah, I think that like Jimmy uh, Garcia did a great job of, of, of showing that it, like even though this guy fucking probably deserved it, like mm-hmm. he didn't deserve it. But yeah. whatever, like it had to happen. Yeah, yeah he killed people that i love so i gotta kill somebody kill that he, loves. he loves right right and uh so i get why he does when it, they I find just... him he rides back through and fucking tosses his hat that was a good scene at the man with good the plans shot, yeah. uh bodyguard uh, yeah so his, his boys so that he knows that it was me mm-hmm. like i did this and the last scene of the movie is andy garcia rolls up to the malt shop to go in and get another malt mm-hmm. and the brothers are out there yeah i love that they uh Cock the shotguns and he just straightens his tie. We're just yeah. waiting for it. Gets himself all ready to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he he made a video for his son, yeah, or his child, you know, or whatever, just to like you know. And I, like I said, I thought it was a very fitting ending for his character. Like, not mad at it. it I good. think this is why the movie I think is so good because it's one of those movies that like the bad the good guy does not win. Nothing goes right. Nothing. And if we're to going by movie formulas, nothing in this movie worked out the way it should have. No. And that's what I said. I like this movie because as a whole, I really like the movie. I really like the idea, like the message. I like what it's trying to say. And then it's the, just it fumbles the ball a little bit throughout the movie. And then, like I said, I thought the cherry on top and I really thought this was a great scene was all of them were on the boat. The boat drinks. I like that scene, man. Yeah. Like, I thought it was kind of cheesy, like, but it's kind of like a gangster's paradise. Like, yeah. you know, these fucking guys, they finally got their drink. You yeah. Know what I mean? Um, fun fact. I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, Just pieces, all his fingers, right. Yeah. He, uh, they went back to their best moments of their life when they were at their best. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I thought it was a, it's a cheesy scene, but it was a nice scene. So I can forgive it. Cause it's kind of a cheesy movie anyway. But, uh, and then that shows Christopher Walken alone. You know, he has nothing left. Right. You know, just left to die miserable. He's oh. the last one a lot. He's the last one standing. Well, yeah. not even. Last one sitting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still like watching it. Like I said, it had been years. And like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but I still loved it immensely. If I would have watched this back when I was in my like gangster phase, back when I was like 19, around that age. I would probably still love this movie. Like it would, I would probably still be watching it like every year just because of the, like, I just have that special thing with it, but I'm older and I've seen so many movies so I can point out the flaws easily. So it like, it's not my new favorite film, but I did enjoy it. There's a lot of things to really like about this movie. Like I said, that writer 
can write the fuck out of a character. I love the characters in this movie. I love the slang. I love dialogue in this movie. This movie kind of reminds me of like Empire. Like I love how Empire set up so much the first half of that movie. And then the second half, I felt like it really just changed direction. You know what I mean? But yeah. this one, it was kind of flip-flop. Like, I love the Well, beginning, the beginning is good. The middle is weird. And then right. the ending's really good. But in Empire, it was, like, opposite. It was, like, mm-hmm. the front part, mwah. Second part, eh. Yeah. Third part, why? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This movie just literally turned into a fucking um, Wall Street movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was really weird, but... But if they would have just stayed... In the gang war shit, mm-hmm. in, the, in the product and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd probably be one of my favorite gangster movies of all time. Right. But I still love it enough, but I love this one more. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good one. I understand why. It's a cult classic, 100%. I'm like, gonna I will it, probably buy this and rewatch it at some good point. Good luck, because it took me fucking years to find this bitch in the wild. Did you find it in the wild? This is where I found it, bro. They never made a re-release. It only has DVDs. I know. Copies. I, I, I didn't even know it was that rare, but it makes sense because I've never seen it. If you see another one, you grab me a copy. No, I would, bro. No, I would. (laughs) But yeah, man, um, this is like, this was one of my grails. This this was up there with like Return to Oz. Yeah. Trying to find that in the wild. You know how you have like your top tier, like gangster movies, like gold standard gangster movies. And then the tier below it, it's like, they're not as good, but they're really enjoyable. I would, I would put this there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, because of the stuff that I really, like, even, like I said, I, there was little things I had forgotten because it had been a couple of years since I'd seen it, but um, Walken still keeps it up. Oh, yeah. Well, he's uh, goat. Christopher Lloyd keeps it up. William Forsythe. Every character in this movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Even Maltz. You know, like, I love the characters in this movie. Yep. I could watch the, I would love to revisit this world. Obviously, it would be a little hard, you know, yada, yada, but mm-hmm. maybe some kind of prequel see jimmy back in his glory well that's what i wrote in uh in my notes i was like i would have loved to get a backstory on jimmy to like know what he was about watch the jimmy saint movie well that's right uh because that's what it made me think of john wick is it's kind of the same a little loosely these guys are always coming in with this reputation but we didn't see how they got this reputation exactly but in john wick they have like the talking about what made him so ruthless exactly i wish they would have thrown a little bit they kind of did they were talking about jimmy always takes care of his people that's why he's called jimmy the saint you Mm -hmm. know whatever but anyway no they said he went to i forgot what it was some kind of like church like he said that he went to the something or another but he lost his way like which means like he was going to be a priest Oh, but right. because he became a gangster, he mm-hmm. lost his way. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool how the old man broke it down. Yeah. This is a commissary school or some shit like <laughs> that. I forget. But, um, but yeah, uh, I still get this movie at a solid eight, six. Like, I, I like it that yeah. much. Um, it didn't, <clears throat> the romance didn't bother me as much until now that I'm thinking back on it. But like, you're right. Like, it is almost like, why the fuck was this in here? Yeah. Um, but even with that, you know, you can you can ignore it. it's so little that you can ignore it. Like, oh, here's that scene. Just look away for a few seconds and then get back to the fucking and see it walking like this. It makes me want to watch King of New York again, bro. Like, oh, yeah. even though that movie is fucking chopped up as a motherfucker and doesn't flow well at all. Like, yeah. he's just so fucking good in it, dude. Right. Like his lines, bro. The way he drops those lines is just so fucking cold. I know bro. we need some more Christopher Walken in our life. I'm thinking about doing Suicide Kings. Have you ever seen that one? 
Uh, I think I watched it once, so way back, but I don't. As I say, it. that's like the trifecta. Like if you're looking, <clears throat> like if you like Walken's gangster shit, that's mm-hmm. like his third one. Yeah, where he plays kind of like a mob boss. Right. Um, I might do that one one day. That one's kind of a, a trippy one. You'd probably like that. Probably. I'm I'm sure I will. I always love everything Christopher Walken does. Kind of like a a, a mind bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who does a good job in that fucking movie is um Dennis Leary. Oh yeah. Yeah, he plays Christopher Walken's like right hand. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I might pick that one day. Yeah. Well, I I gave this one like a soft gangster recommend. Like it's not the greatest gangster movie, but you're not gonna have a bad time watching it at all. Right. If you can just like let go of the little flaws it has. And it's they're not even glaring flaws. They're just like little annoyances, but somebody said something he uh It's got nineties flaws. If that yeah, makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Like it's very much of that time. Right. Like the things you hate about those kind of movies, that's from years of watching so many times of it. Yeah, a good uh the guy that I was listening to about the reviews, he's like, the first time I saw this movie, I hated it and I couldn't stop talking about the flaws. He's like, then my buddy spoke up. He's like, I get you. I don't disagree with any of what you're saying, but I still like it. And that's what this movie is. Right. Like, I, I recognize its flaws. I still like it. Yeah. But, uh, Cause it's got great characters in it, man. Yeah. It, really it, it has some great scenes in it too and everything. I love the overarching story and the writing and, you know, but. Right. So I told you I was going to mix up the pick arrangement a little bit. So you're going to get two picks in a row. I'm going to get two picks in a row? Yeah. Okay. But I picked your second movie. You picked my second movie. You kind of picked it, but I'm just like, you know, reinforcing it. Because, not next week, because that'll be your second pick. The week after is going to be Cocaine Bear. And I didn't want Cocaine Bear to fall on a week that you had to pick. Right. So I figured I would let you have two picks in a row mm. and then I can do my cocaine bear. Okay. So, uh, so you kind of picked it last week. I Is don't cocaine even bear even out yet. It's going to be out by then. Okay. Cause I double checked. All right. Cause, uh, me and the wife were looking up what we should watch on our days. Cause we're taking a vacation that week. And, uh, I was like, we should go to the movies. She's like, only thing coming out is cocaine bear. I'm like, well, I know what me and Nick are doing. <laughs> So, uh, do you remember what you said last week? I feel like I do, but I don't. <laughs> oh, yes. So, yes. it's death sentence. You've yes. been talking about this for a while. Yes. So, it's technically your pick, but it's, you know. I started watching Community, just to let you know. I don't know if you remember we talked about that. You didn't that. say that. I did. I'm on, like, I'm almost on season three. Yeah? Yeah. You must like it. I do. I do, but Community I is feel great. I feel the hate for Chevy Chase on that show. Yeah, like they have a hard time turning it on with the cameras off or with the cameras on. Yeah, I know what you mean. They have a hard time, like you know, does he make it all the way to the end, or do they like fire him? Oh, they have quit? to fire him. Yeah, because yeah. him and uh, Donald Glover, not Donald Glover, the uh, the writer, Dan Harmon. Yes, yeah, they had a falling out. I did hear Dan Harmon fucking hated him. They eat it, but Chevy Chase left this voicemail. You can look it up online like the chevy chase dan Harmon voicemail mm-hmm. and he just lays into him saying like you don't know what real comedy is you're not funny da, 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 da. so they ended up just firing him damn yeah but yeah i, I think it's pretty funny it's stupid as shit oh it's dumb like, as fuck my uh abed and oh yeah him they're great they're i great. love them yeah. they're my favorite part of that whole movie you know who I realized that Troy I didn't, and Abed in the morning. Yeah, you know who I realized I didn't enjoy as much until then was uh, Joe McHale. Yeah, yeah. Like his fucking asshole sarcasm is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love him and Ted. 
as the fucking asshole boss, but like that was just like, we need more of that. We need more of that Joe (laughs) McHale. We need the soup. We need the soup back, man. The the only problem with the show is uh, the characters do get a little too cartoony. Yeah. Like they lean into it a little too hard. I think you're in the good part where it's like, it's still funny, but it's not too outrageous. Dude, you see so much of their uh, references from Rick and Morty that they make like Mm -hmm. off of the show. Yes. a lot of the shit they do at Rick and Morty is from the show, like the fucking, uh, I forget what the fuck his name is. Uh, it's like Magnitude or some mm. shit, but he's like, pop, pop. And they're yeah. all like, oh, that guy. Like They do that all the time at Rick and Morty. Yep. And I'm just like, wow, this is really where they got, this is like their breeding grounds for Rick and Morty right yes. here. 100%. He's a great writer. He even has his own like story writing technique. Like- Somebody told me they kicked Justin Roiland off of Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yeah, like Adult Swim fired him. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I'm like, how is that going to work? Because he does all the voices? Yeah, I don't know. They may just like Dan cancel Dan Harmon can write the fuck out of anything, but it's kind of hard to do it without the guy. Yeah. I mean, they've done enough episodes, they might be able to generate it or something, but they're going to have to pay him regardless. But yeah, I heard that like he's just like un- unworkable with now. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that, but I'll have to look into it. I hope it's not true because uh, I would love to... Uh, keep watching Rick and Morty. I love it. Yeah. But I think Rick and Morty has kind of like had its run. Like I don't, it's one of those things. Like that's the weird thing about cartoons is they can keep going until they're just not funny anymore. Mm. It's like, I think Rick and Morty has kind of had their highlights and it's like, you can kind of let it die off now. Think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. Still watch family guy. Do you? I do. You're the only one. Obviously not, bitch. They're still <laughs> on TV. The only one that I can say that's still funny to this day is South Park. See, I I stopped watching South Park years ago. Yeah, bro. but it's still fucking hilarious. I'm sure it is, but those guys have always like you know like that's what they do is make fun of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're really good at pop culture and what's going on in the the world. I don't know. I mean, I think they all have something that's. I mean, they wouldn't be around for twenty plus years if they didn't do something right. Right. Same thing with the Simpsons. Like it's just hard to Simpsons is not good. You can't top the Simpsons though, bro. They've like, done everything. <laughs> They like, even predicted the future. Exactly, bro. Like, like the <laughs> Simpsons aren't going anywhere. <laughs> we can't kill the Simpsons, but they definitely are not good anymore. Matt Groening would have already seen it and rewrote it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I am excited about Destiny, so that's going to be a badass. Right. Like, I haven't watched this in a minute. But real quick, um, so the wife bought me a movie because I've been like wanting to watch it. We never got around to doing it, so I guess she just decided to buy me the Blu-ray, which I appreciate. But it's The Lobster. I heard about it never seen it colin farrell i i, I it's like a comedy is it yes i thought it was like a movie like a serious movie it's both john c Riley's in it yes um i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna screen it to see if it's something that we it's talkable would be yeah if it's worth talking about on this podcast so we'll see but i just wanted to give a shout out to the wife thank you for the she supports my habit i love that it makes me think of that bit from ted I know you're in there. You owe me lobster money. <laughs> That's my buddy John, not the lobster, the guy running it. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, Descendants, I'm excited to watch it. Like, I've been wanting to rewatch it, and you bring it up all the time. So, fucking excited for that. Go with God. Bag full of guns. <laughs> Until then. Later, y'all. Later.